Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Beyond the Column podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about baseball, summer, all of those things that put a smile on our face this time of year. But I want to take a quick moment. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank you for your support of the podcast. This has been a blast to do, something fun to create. Um, if you want to get interactive with us, please take a look at our new Facebook page. It's Beyond the Column. Um, we had do a question of the day uh, type interactive post where we're getting a lot of activity with those questions, and they're nothing hard. It's just uh, fun stuff to uh, learn more about you guys, and you guys can learn more about me. I enjoy it. Also, with this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends, like it, applause it, uh, give it a thumbs up, send a smoke signal up into the sky saying this is something interesting to listen to, those types of things that uh, just kind of give me some encouragement to continue to move forward in this uh, grand experiment of podcasting, I guess is the best way to describe it. So now that we've got all those perfunctory things out of the way, hey, let's just get down to business. Um, it is hard to believe that summer is halfway over. Uh, it just seemed like yesterday we were celebrating the 4th of July. Um, you know, we had a terribly warm May and a terribly warm June and it just got hot all of a sudden and and here we are and boom right here summer is halfway over and how do we know that summer is halfway over well we're seeing some things happening in the calendar uh the first thing is it's county fair season uh the Montgomery County Fair was last week at their uh their new digs I believe down in Jefferson Township they used to be downtown and if you've ever driven by the old fairgrounds in downtown Dayton um, I think it is it is not unfair to say how in the world could you have a county fair in such a small place. And it's really uh, odd to see a grandstand and a horse track basically right in the middle of an urban community like Dayton. And so, I mean, where it is, it's kind of nestled kind of south of downtown next to UD right by uh, Miami Valley Hospital and you're just kind of driving along and boom there it is right there on um I think it's Stewart and Main Street right there of uh, uh, the fairgrounds well they they realized they needed more space and they moved out um I think next week the Ohio State Fair kicks off in Columbus and I don't know that's something that that I might want to take the kids to I've I've thought about it, but then, you know, going to Columbus, it's not that it's that far, but would the kids enjoy it? I don't know. Um, so it's one of those things we, we think about for five seconds and then there's always something else better to do. But, you know, the real high watermark of the midsummer season has to be uh, the all-star game. And Major League Baseball takes four days off. It used to be three, but they take four days off. All of the good players uh, go to a city and they have a baseball game between the American League and the National League. And I remember growing up, it was like the American League always won that game. It didn't matter where it was played, who was on the team, 
the American League just had better baseball players when I was growing up. And I remember mostly in the late 80s and early 90s. And I hate to say it, but it's like I, I, I've com- completely lost all uh, touch with the All-Star game. I mean, I didn't even know it was in Washington until like two days before the game, which was kind of crazy. And, um, you know, I, I can't even remember who won that right now, but I know there were a lot of home runs hit, uh, a couple home runs hit by some of the hometown Cincinnati Reds. Um, Eugenio Suarez and Joey Votto hit a home run. And I found out that that was the first time any Reds player hit a home run in the all-star game since 1982. So, so the Reds have had a long drought of not having uh, offensively prolific players at the all-star game. Well, and even though major league baseball takes four days off, you know, it's a good time to take a step back and look at how is the hometown team doing. And for where we are, the hometown team is the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Cincinnati is about an hour and 15 minutes south of where we are. And you might be wondering, well, is there any talk of the Cleveland Indians? No, there's really not. Not on this side of the state. I mean, I I think you could draw a line uh, right down Route 23. And on this side of the state, we worry more about Cincinnati. On the other side of the state, they worry more about Cleveland. The only exception to that is football, where I, I I think Columbus is probably half and half or maybe a third, a third, and a third between Browns fans, Bengals fans, and Steelers fans. You go north of there, it's all Cleveland country. You go down here, and it's it's kind of Bengals country, but you know the, the Bengals are not a, um, a prolific team. They don't have the history of the Browns, and they're just good enough to disappoint you. Um, they have not been an, a, a great team ever. They... They kind of make it to the playoffs and then they'll disappoint you by never winning. And on those seasons where they don't make it to the playoffs, they're, they're really bad. Now this leaves no room for me to talk because I am a huge Arizona Cardinals fan. And I can guarantee you that as we move on in this podcast, I will talk at length ad nauseum at times about the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they are the oldest franchise in the National Football League. Their games are always competitive. I can't really remember a time they got completely blown out other than the time a few years ago where they lost 58 to nothing to the Seattle Seahawks. And fortunately for the franchise, everything's been up from that point forward. But I will talk about the Cardinals Um ad nauseum. And I encourage you, if you have any questions about the Arizona Cardinals, which I'm sure you do, please get on the, uh, the Facebook page at Beyond the Column on Facebook. Ask me your questions and I will give you, uh, I'll give you good answers on how the Arizona Cardinals will be a very good football team this year. I do not think it's out of the realm of possibilities to say they'll make the playoffs. And as they've proven in the past, if they make the playoffs, they can be a very dangerous team. But getting back to our Cincinnati Reds, and oh, heavens, has this been just a horrible, I don't want to say it's been a horrible year, but they started out that way. 
they started out at three and 15. Um, Brian Price was managing this team. And the worst part is, is no one was surprised by it. They left Goodyear, Arizona. They were, they were a dumpster fire as I described them in the column that'll run Monday. Um, the pitching was, was bad at best. Um, hitting is always something where you knew the team could hit, but they were so streaky that if one guy wasn't hitting, the rest of the team would follow that suit. Fortunately, the expectations weren't that good. Nobody expected this team to really win more than 70 games. So everybody knew that it was not going to be a very good year. But even when they were 3-15, and 15, people were saying, oh my goodness, they, they, they got to be better than this. I mean, this this is... This is beyond the realm of bad. This is historically feeble. And you look at uh, 25 grown men and a coaching staff and a manager, and you just look in disbelief how these professional baseball players could only get that far. It's simply mind-boggling how a baseball team could just be that bad. Well, uh, the ownership made a change. Um, they took the the manager Brian P- Price out of his position, and they brought in Jim Riggleman. Now, uh, Jim Riggleman is a decent major league baseball manager. Um, He'd managed for San Diego, for Seattle, uh, the Washington Nationals. Uh, He took the Cubs to the playoffs in the late 90s. So he's a decent manager. Now, he will never be uh, confused with the likes of uh, Billy Martin or Connie Mack or Earl Weaver or, or, or insert your top notch major league baseball manager here. Um, but he's a, he's a decent manager when it comes to managing a baseball team. And I'm sure the ownership of the Reds said, heck, uh, we can't do any worse than three or 15. So let's have this, uh, this guy Riggleman come in and kind of write the ship. And I'm sure if you're Jim Riggleman, you're thinking, great, here I am. Uh, bench coach of a team. And now I'm in charge of trying to make this team competitive. Where do you begin? Well, fortunately he was a manager before and he had some ideas and and guess what? All of the sudden this team is not as bad as they were. So he's managed the Reds so far this season for 78 games which is about half a season and he's 40 and 38. He's demonstrated that with the, the slap shod team that he has been given, he can create a a consistent winner. You know, anything over 500, I would consider consistently winning. You're at least winning more than you're losing. And, and to put the cherry on the top, 
you're actually doing better than the St. Louis Cardinals. And, and that means something, I think, in a place like Cincinnati, where there's really uh, some some bad blood between the Reds and the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals end up being kind of the uh, organization that you want to emulate if you're a team like the Cincinnati Reds. The Cardinals have almost made postseason appearances an annual event. Now they've fallen on some hard times too, and they've recently fired their manager, but you know, the Cardinals are still the Cardinals. And so Jim Riggleman has taken this team and put them in a position where they're probably not going to hit 500 this year. Um, they're, they're certainly not going to go to the playoffs or win a division, but boy, that the worst thing that has happened is they've made you think, what if, you know, what if Jim Riggleman had this team from the beginning of the season and instead of going three and 15, they went nine and nine played 500 baseball. Well, you know, that six games right there makes a huge difference. And, and instead of being like 12 games out, you're now six games out. Um, you're probably still not going to win the division, but you're at least in the contention for a wild card. And there's at least some degree of excitement. And if you followed the Reds for those 78 games, there has been some excitement with this team. They, they had a seven-game winning streak. Uh, they had a six-game winning streak. Uh, they actually had three all-stars on this team. So if you've got a last-place team in a division, you would kind of expect the token all-star. But no, the, the Reds have three of them. Um, Joey Votto made it for, for I think, the umpteenth time. And then Eugenio Suarez and Scooter Jeanette are each in their first all-star game. So you've, you've got this infield of all-star Reds there, which is, which is kind of exciting. And, and, you know, they, they played well, two of them hit home runs in the all-star game. And I think Eugenio Suarez is up in the league leaders with RBIs and Scooter Jeanette might be there. So, I mean, whatever they're doing, they're doing well, they're hitting the ball, they're making uh, baseball exciting again in the city of Cincinnati. And so as we take a look at the second half of the year, I hope that excitement uh, continues. I hope they do well. Um, it at least gives you a glimpse into something that you could build on into 2019. I mean, this is still a fairly young team. They still have a lot of uh, young pitchers. Um, they've, they've made probably some, some mistakes on some contracts. I mean, I still don't know why they, they spent all that money on Homer Bailey and you can't find him anywhere in the rotation. I think he's, I think he's at triple a pitching out of the bullpen and the guy, while he's thrown two no hitters, which is exciting. I, I don't know if it's that overly remarkable from the fact that even though you, you look like Don Drysdale one week, you, you absolutely look horrific on your next start out. And so, you know, he, he's got some issues that he needs to work through and, and he's been injury plagued basically his whole career. 
But be that as it may, they still have some young arms um, that they're trying to get through their system. They have they have Hunter Green and Dayton, who who I believe can throw the ball uh, probably on the Araldus Chapman um, wavelength of over a hundred miles an hour consistently. So maybe there maybe there's some excitement there. And I hope he does well, as long as he doesn't throw his arm out or hurt himself or or things of that nature. And knowing the Reds' luck, you know, that might happen uh, because those things tend to happen to the Cincinnati Reds. But um, getting back to the All-Star game, you know, the thing that I really want to know from, from our listeners is, is which All-Star game experience is the best for you. Now, now baseball has has really tried to do it right. Um, they they basically shut everything down for a week, and then they uh, come out and have the uh, the futures game. Um, I believe they have like a, a softball game with celebrities and and old timers, and they have the home run derby. Um, all of those things are exciting as a build up to the big event. And you can see how they're trying to kind of do the same thing with other sports. I think with hockey, they're they're doing a thing where they have now a multiple series of games on a day, where where instead of like five on five hockey, they do three on three hockey, and they have four different teams, and the top vote getters are captains, and they choose who's on their team. It's almost like pickup hockey. I did not know there was such a thing until I saw a hockey all star game, and I guess oh, this is how you play pick up hockey you just get a bunch of guys coming together at the rink and kind of break up in teams and there you go and and they score a lot of goals on three on three because there's more action and all this other stuff and that look kind of exciting uh they also have skills contests you know who can hit the puck the fastest can you hit it at the right spot on the net all that other stuff it's all terribly exciting if you're a hockey fan and then there's a uh, basketball and I will tell you, I do not watch any professional basketball. Um, it's not that I have anything against basketball, but basketball has the same amount of excitement as tennis. Um, guys dribble down the, the court, they score a basket and then the other team dribbles down the court, they score a basket the other team dribbles down the court, they miss, gets rebounded, they dribble down the court. It's like watching um it's like watching tennis. And of course, really to watch a basketball game, you only need to watch the last probably minute. If the game is close, it takes about uh, 15 to 30 minutes to play a last minute of a basketball game. And then of course, it's always fun when there's fouls and there's free throws and it really becomes uh, non-competitive, even though the score might be very close there towards the end. It, it's terribly, terribly boring. But I know that um, they also have like the three-point contest, uh, three-point shooting contest and the slam dunk contest. And I'm probably sure that they have other contests as well. You know, I remember as a kid, you would occasionally watch these slam dunk contests because that was actually pretty cool. Um, watching human beings literally fly through the air to put a small 
orange ball into a hoop, um, while as simplistic as that might sound, does hold some degree of interest, some degree of excitement. And probably the worst all-star experience has to be the NFL All-Pro Pro Bowl game. It It's not football. It's it's played with the football. There's some semblance of running and 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 kind of tackling, but it's and it, it it's not even flag football. I don't know what it is. It it's just guys out there trying to to basically waste uh, sixty minutes of time trying to play a game that looks a little bit like football. You're you're not out there to see athletes do their thing except for maybe the receivers that go up and try to make a catch things of that nature um but for as competitive as as football is the game itself is not meant to be of a competition it's more just of a a goodwill hey let's get together and have a good time um i thought it was better done when they always had it in hawaii I could never understand why they moved it out of Hawaii. You know, if if you are a a decent uh, football player and you had a good year and you get to go to the Pro Bowl, um, you may have made this kind of a, a career goal for yourself and you find out, hey, uh, you get to go to Orlando, Florida. Um, while that's nice, I think you'd much rather go to a place like Honolulu, Hawaii, um, to have kind of a, a week vacation. Oh, and by the way, you got to play this football game. Uh, but be that as it may, um, you know, Roger Goodell has decided that that's the way it should be. So, and uh, I can't think, I've never watched a soccer all-star game. I don't know if they have such a thing. I would assume they do. And I don't think there are many other, uh, competitive sports. I, I you know, maybe there's, a tennis all-star game, badminton all-star game, uh, cricket. Uh, cricket does not seem like a game that would, would have all-stars since it just lasts too long. I don't. Plus, how do you, how do you properly educate, adjudicate a good cricket player? I, I've seen the game once. Um, I was completely baffled by the rules I had no idea what was happening because at this time they were playing two games at one time. If you could imagine that. And, and this was, this was a few years ago when I was in Arizona and it was very confusing. Perhaps a listener out there can tell me uh, how, how the game of cricket works. That would be interesting. But um, overall, thank you for listening today. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed our time today here on the Beyond the Column podcast. Again, make sure you uh, go out on Facebook, look for the Beyond the Column Facebook fan page, like us there, get interactive, participate in our question of the day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week.